God bless Brother Nick. I want to say praise the Lord. You know, we have those fiery fives. Those were fiery ones. <laughs> I liked them. <laughs> you feel the presence of God. And you know what? We really do serve the most. I mean, you, you got people living in a world, the most corrupt world, most bitter, hurt world. Now, we can make it here as a miracle. <laughs> that we made it here is a miracle. What Brother Quentin was saying is exactly right. And you know what? I had my family in it. I don't know what I would have done without my family in it. So guys like him that don't have their family in it, he might bring his family. He will bring his family into it. <laughs> and those people in the church like Brother Joe who just won't stop giving. <laughs> won't stop giving. <laughs> And if you ever see him jumping, and every once in a while I come into the English and I see him jumping and running, it's because <laughs> he won't stop giving. <laughs> and he's free. <laughs> There's nothing holding him back. <laughs> That's my pick. <laughs> but so happy today. Maybe seated for one moment. How many know what tomorrow is? <laughs> Monday. <laughs> You know, it's not Veterans Day or anything like that, but it's Memorial Day, which is even, you know, we all get excited because we get a day off. <laughs> but some of those men, men and women who actually lost their lives, and, uh, you know, we got, some, we got former military of different branches, and we also have uh, David Green. There he is. He's joining the Marines <laughs> here. I don't know if it's next week, week after. It's pretty soon. And, uh, you know, the church sometimes puts down the military, and I don't understand why. <laughs> if, you know, that's the reason. There's some countries right now that don't have a military, and that's why the Christians don't have the liberty that they have. That's why you see Egypt. That's why you see the countries that are, the, the violence go, that is going on, and it's because they don't have protection. And thank God for men and women who have given their lives those that not necessarily they've given or even those who have given times in their lives uh so several people here who have given times whole chapters of their lives while we were while maybe some people were working and some people were studying and some people were were you know advanced in their lives in different areas where people giving whole chapters of their lives and i think that's Sorry, they give their very life, and uh, I just thought I'd mention that because we do have a day off tomorrow, but it's to remember those who still give us this freedom. And um, there's a reason they don't mess with Texas that much. <laughs> Good luck walking into one of these churches. Is all I'll say. <laughs> but we serve a mighty God, and last night. Or Friday and Saturday, we were in Iowa, and um, lady just walks up. I was, it was all it was a leaders thing and leadership thing, and some lady just I wasn't even focusing on necessarily Holy Ghost or you know salvation message, and we, we started praying and praying. All of a sudden, some lady just grabs me and says, "I'm healed. I'm healed." I was like, just I don't know. We're just walking. I'm healed. I'm healed. I don't feel. And she went to run into her pastor. I'm healed. She had several issues that 
going on in her body and she said I'm healed it's gone and it doesn't hurt it's gone sometimes we just need to stop getting all wound up with God <laughs> we just need to let loose <laughs> and let God do what God can only only God can do and just happy to be here today and so like I always you know I've said I do I'm used to preaching in Spanish so if I say weird things well, I say I'm weird in Spanish, too. It's just whatever. <laughs> Let's stand one more time. And if you go with me to Mark. Mark chapter 9, verse 14. And I like hearing when people say, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. Like when people say, last Sunday, I was just going to say, you know, Pastor Coyner was talking about he needed a home run. I need it. I told him, I don't know. I need one too. <laughs> Last Sunday, I was some stuff going on and service ends. It was just a regular Sunday and just kind of, you know, one of those ones that just end. <laughs> and uh, it just kind of ended. And the period, not exclamation point, it just kind of ended. Everybody's leaving. And I went to this room over here and all of a sudden, and I was talking to someone. <laughs> and for the second, no, not second Sunday. Two out of three Sundays. I finished church, walk into the room. We're, wa we're talking about some stuff. And all of a sudden, somebody's, we have one more to get baptized. <laughs> and sometimes, you know what? Just let loose. You know, stop worrying so much about trying to control what God's going to do. And let him move. <laughs> let him use us. Let him speak. Mark chapter 9, verse 14. When you have it, you say, I got it says and when he came to his disciples he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them and straight away all the people when they beheld him were greatly amazed and running to him saying hi and he asked the scribes what question ye with them one of the multitude answered and said master i have brought unto thee my son which hath a dumb spirit and wheresoever he taketh him he teareth him and foameth and gnasheth with his teeth pineth away and I spake to the disciples and I told them to cast them out and they could not he answered and said oh faithless generation how long shall I be with you how long shall I suffer you bring me unto him let's go down to verse 25 it says when Jesus saw that the people came running together he rebuked the foul spirit saying to him thou dumb and deaf spirit I charge thee come out of him and enter no more into him and the spirit cried rent him sore and it came out of him and he was as one dead and so much that many said he's dead but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose and when he has come into the house his disciples asked him privately why could we not cast him out he said unto them this kind can only come forth nothing but prayer and fasting why don't we pray today I like service to end with an exclamation point, not a period. <laughs> I'd like to walk out of here getting something or receiving something from God. Why don't we raise our hands together right now? And whatever you need, whatever you need, if you, ha I have needs. <laughs> so I'm just going to ask him, God Almighty, will you come into this place? Will you speak into our lives? Will you minister to our hearts? Our weary hearts, our tired lives, 
our confused minds in the name of Jesus Christ I pray come into this place and speak life speak your word speak your life speak redemption speak chains broken in the name of Jesus Christ Maybe seated. There's a world full of faith. We got a lot of people of faith. Ever go to a coffee shop, any coffee shop, on any given day of the week? And there's always, there's like always somebody with a Bible. <laughs> there's always someone with a Bible. Faith exists all over. With words. <laughs> faith exists. People have faith and they proclaim faith they say faith and i have faith but you know faith without certain things such as actions such as obedience such as works it's just ideas of something that we want <laughs> and we say here's what i want there you go <laughs> and so there's a lot of faith around but there's a not so much faith through actions through works there's a lot of lip service to faith there's a lot of words going around of faith. And you know, the problem is with faith, I, I feel, me personally, I mean, I feel like I, I use words of faith so much and so little sometimes happens. <laughs> and it's just like, man, you know, eventually we just give lip service because in our hearts, we're disheartened. We're, 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 we're confused as why when I cried out to God, when I asked God, it didn't work, so we think. You know, someone asked, what would you attempt if you knew you wouldn't fail? <laughs> what would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail? <laughs> what would you attempt in life if you knew that success was guaranteed? What things would you do? What job would you try to take? What school would you go to? What, what would you do? What would you do for God if you were certain that you wouldn't fail? But the reality is that we will fail in certain areas. We will hurt. We will have issues. We will have problems. Our plans won't hardly ever turn out as we thought them out to be. But most things in God don't just happen. I don't know where in the world did mankind get that faith just, things with God just happen. That, I mean, we just got a wand and it goes, I mean, what, St. Peter Pan. <laughs> I mean, it's not how faith works. Where did we ever get the idea that faith in God was just easy? And that it wouldn't take any effort on our part. It may take everything we have to get an answer from God at certain points in our lives. It may take everything, every last part of us, every last, my whole heart, my whole life. It may take it all to get an answer from God. And that's why it happens so rarely. 
It's because sometimes it takes everything we have to hear from God. It takes someone to move him. It takes someone to make him as Moses did, repent of what he was thinking about. It takes someone. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen by coming to church. It doesn't just happen by going to, to by being a good parent, by being a good child. By, it doesn't just happen like that. It's a lot of good people and it just doesn't happen. He's usually, I think, reluctant to move on our behalf because he requires so much. And, and we're usually just not willing to give quite as much. Very few are willing to give it. And so the question becomes, how bad do we want it? So if I'm not willing, then I must just not want it that bad. What, what do you say when a kid goes, I don't want that? Well, you must not be hungry. <laughs> Well, you must not really be hungry. <laughs> you have to eventually decide, how bad do I want it? How bad am I sick of this? How bad am I tired of failure? How bad am I tired of confusion? How bad am I tired of the same pitfalls and the same things I keep falling in? What? How bad do I want it? Oh, but we fear life's failures. <laughs> We fear life's disappointments. And we wear them on our sleeves and in our faith. We do lose jobs. We don't get the positions. We do lose money. We do lose family members, literally lives. And so life really does bring losses. And life really does bring disappointments and major changes. And our minds just go, what? why? And then faith. Is that a crisis? So we question ourselves. We, our self-esteem takes a hit. Our spiritual self-esteem takes a hit. We become emotionally stuck. Somebody said the good times we put in our pocket. <laughs> the bad times in the heart. <laughs> the good times we go, oh, I like that one. <laughs> But the bad times were like, mm, that hurts so bad. And we wear it, and we carry it, and we live with it, and we can't get past it. And so our faith becomes just lip service. Because we're carrying the things in our hearts that long ago should have been offset by the victories that God has already given us. We become imprisoned by the areas of life where the outcome was different than what we wanted. We start falling into the traps. Fear of mistakes. We get tired and can't advance. Fall into the comparison trap. You ever heard, sorry, the word, but somebody, I saw a writing somewhere and I got a picture of it. it said, losers get together in little circles. And talk. Said, Winners make a team and make it work. <laughs> so we fall into that comparison trap. Then we fall into the time trap. The old, it's not the right time for me. 
or the priority issue. I just don't feel like doing it. Our priorities change. Life has gone on. And it's just not that important. Or the perfection trap. Where there's got to be a better way than this, so I just can't do it yet. And so there's these traps, and these traps we keep falling into. And I just, I just thought it would be easier. Our expectations are just so high that we can't possibly continue because, or the fairness trap. Oh, boy. It's just, I, I, I shouldn't have to do that. Oh, that hurts. Oh, that, they were rude. They don't like, or they, I think they don't. It's usually, not, they, it's not usually they don't like me. It's usually I don't think they like me. Because <laughs> you have to actually talk to someone, they, it's usually nothing like what you were thinking. And even if they said it, they probably weren't thinking either. They were just talking. And so we fall into these traps. And then we're sitting there and, and then the opinion trap. Oh, what will they think of me? Oh, how is this going to look if this falls apart and it's in my hands? It's going to look ugly. <laughs> Sometimes I just sit there with my mess and I go and smile. <laughs> and Kristen goes, what did I marry? And I'm like, <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> but I tried. <laughs> but I tried. <laughs> I don't know how many times. I am not my father-in-law. <laughs> I, for, like, I'm, this is a good thing for, for him, not for me. Um, he, uh, he can walk in and fix anything. He's like, talk about, just walk. I, walks in and just. It's like, walk in. How, what in the world? I looked at the thing. I pulled it apart. I put it. I didn't put it back together. Uh, <laughs> what in the world? And then Chris is like, well, I better call my dad. <laughs> You know. <laughs> but eventually then I go, well, I actually want to fix, so. <laughs> so, so eventually you got to go, well, my pride better just sizzle out uh, because I need something. <laughs> we shackled our faith by living in fear or we also mask fear. We, also, we mask pride with fear. It's fear. We're scared, but no, we're prideful. We're pride. We're, we, we get it confused with pride, the pride we carry. We fall. We either learn when we fall and, become, and we're humbled by it, or we put up a wall. Then it's everyone else's fault. And it's this and it's that and just no one, there's nothing for me and me and me. Oh my. I always say when I preach to talk about me, me in Spanish, it's yo. I'm always like, yo, 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 yo. It's like a, like a yo-yo. <laughs> like me, me, me. Yes, sister. <laughs> so we either fall and we learn. Or we get prideful, fearful, put up the wall. Ezra Benton said, pride is concerned about what, uh, uh, pride is concerned about who is, who is right. What did you do? What did you do? And what did they do? And what did they not do? And uh, they said, but humility is concerned with what is right. <laughs> Bottom line, not like, who cares who did it, didn't do it? What am I doing and what am I not doing? Who cares who did it and didn't do it? What am I doing? What, who got the idea? 
Why is it that teenagers think, oh, man, I'm mad at my mom. See you later, God. And, uh, who got the idea that that's a good idea? Who got the idea to leave church because someone said or did or who knows what? I mean, who got that that was a good idea? Where did this come from? Well, we know where it came from. <laughs> did it come from God? And if it didn't come from God, had it come from somewhere. So we all want miracles. We all want the power of God in our lives. We all need miracles. But as men and women, we sit there and we go, well, I'm waiting on that miracle. I'm waiting on that miracle. I don't know how many times. I'm waiting on the miracle. I'm waiting on the miracle. I'm waiting. And because God's so powerful and I'm so human, I'm just going to wait. Wait for the miracle. And sometimes we have to pursue the miracle. We have to, my, my level of living has to, my way of being has to get up to the level of the miracle that I'm looking for. <laughs> All of a sudden, I want it so bad. Oh, well, I'm waiting for God, but God's like, no, I'm waiting for you to get on the elevator. And I'm waiting for you to get it together and start, come on. I want you, God. I need you, God. Not from down there, you don't. I want you, God. I need you, God. Not from right there. I want you, God, not with fear. I want you, God, not like that. Not like that. He says, I want you too, but not right there. I need you to get on up where I'm at. I am the most high God. And when you sit down there, bitter and confused and hurt, you sit away from God. So you want a miracle? Live up to the miracle. Start living for the miracle. And when you start living for the miracle, and you start walking for the miracle, and you start serving for the miracle, all of a sudden, you become the miracle. All of a sudden, you become the miracle. And then God can do other miracles around you. The miracle you were seeking. The miracle you were asking for. So you want a miracle? Be the miracle. Stop. Why do people have to pull teeth? We want miracles, but it doesn't work that way. Where did that come from? Say, I have faith. Then I don't know how many times we say something, you know, like uh, somebody's asking, you're talking to church people, and they want to do something. Hey, I'm not sure that's a good idea. Well, don't you have faith? <laughs> well, there was two young men in Mexico City who went for some tacos. And they had faith, and everyone told them, don't eat that at that stand. Don't eat at that stand. They're like, you don't have faith? Well... Apparently they had faith, but they didn't have brains. And, um, well, they were, they were sick the rest of the week. <laughs> oh, my father has said, and forgive the vulgars, like faith without brains is diarrhea. <laughs> so, so apply that. <laughs> Apply that. <laughs> I want something. I need something. But I got to start becoming that person. I got to start being the person. That's why the disciples were like, well, Lord, this dumb spirit. Dumb is not lack of intelligence in the Bible. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> yes, it wasn't lack of intelligence. It was 
this would just take over someone and you saw the the foaming on the mouth and the and this physical strain and the deafness and the just the emotional turmoil that it caused on the person and on everyone else around him and so it was just death this this dumb spirit and there was like i don't know how many times in that chapter they say in the dumb spirit and he has a dumb spirit and he has a dumb spirit and then the problem was the disciples had dumb faith because they're sitting there and they're like well all we know here comes the lip service here comes the time back in um i think it was matthew 9 where where the um the disciples of john were like well why don't they pray and why don't they do what we do and why do they do that and why do they eat with them and why don't they use that soap for their hair and why don't they use that shampoo and why don't they do this and why don't they do that and jesus answers and there's two things to this First of all, whenever someone's asking about someone else, his answer was always right back at you. <laughs> when someone was like, and what about, and what about, and them, and them, he was always like, right back at you, buddy. <laughs> but they were half right. They were half right. Because it's not like they were all the way wrong at all. And the problem was, he was answering to them. When it's about someone else, he's always going to answer about me. But when, when I'm asking about me, it changes. The answer changes. He wasn't saying they shouldn't pray and fast. He wasn't saying, but he was saying there's a time. He was saying there's a, there's a place to do this. And when, the time was when it was time to do it, they didn't do it. When it was time to move, they didn't move. All they had was a service of faith. And they were sitting there and they were like, well, we just can't do it. We just can't do it. And Jesus was like, how long do I have to be with you? How long do I have to suffer you? How long do I have to put up with this? His power is so great. He's expecting us to give something back. It's not just put it in my hand. I'm so busy, Lord. I got 40, 50, 60 hours. I'm so busy. I just can't take, make time. That's the time trap. I'm just so hurt. My family, my this, my that. That's a different trap. And we go one after another and one after another and we fall into the trap. And God's like, how long? I'm waiting to give you your miracle. I'm waiting to give you my power. You want to see power? Something you've never seen before. Once you start being the miracle I died for. How long have I been gone? <laughs> I have to go. Kristen will stop me. So we have a problem, a balance in the church that we can't find. Church struggles to find balance. We got the ones over here who are zealous. Someone walks into church and they're like, Arr! <laughs> they're lying. I heard one guy, he was a minister one time in Latin America somewhere. I'll make it vague, but it's where I grew up. And, um, and this guy gets up and he goes, he's like, sometimes as many lions have to roar. They're like, well, when lions roar, sheep run. <laughs> And so, then what happens is, you got the lion over here. You came into my church and you don't look like me. You came into my church and my territory and my row. Because <laughs> this is my row. <laughs> I'm going to lay across it. No one else gets on this row. Have you ever seen someone that looks at you if you sat on their spot? 
This is my row. I'm a lion. And you got the other side. The serpents. The ones on the other side that are like, yeah, those lions are mean. But me, what you want? It's okay. And so the church is like trying to find, well, am I zealous or am I loving? Am I zealous or am I loving? And how can I be zealous and how can I be loving? And so we have the one side that's like, well, I love everyone. How they are, who they are, how they look, everything. It's perfect. Come praise God. And you got the other side that's like, oh, I've got our two or three disciples and, and only they can do what we can do and only we can baptize and only we can pray through only we can lay hands on the sick and so that's why the serpents have a voice because the serpents on the other side are over there going sliming their way around making sure everyone else can fall just let them in Eve and so you got the two sides where's the balance we can't keep balance if we live in fear we can't keep balance if we fall in these traps. We can't keep balance. We're always going to go one way or another until we live the way God has asked us to live. We're always going to be playing games. We're always going to be jumping sides. We're always going to be playing for different teams. One Sunday I'm going to believe this. The next Sunday I'm going to believe that. So are you a lion? Are you a serpent? I'd rather be a sheep. One time I was praying, and this is weird. I, I really felt it broke through. Sitting there like, God... Help me be a better leader. And then I felt like, boom. I said, I should be a better follower. I should be a better follower. And we want to know, God, what can I do? Well, you already know what to do. You're just not doing it. And you're trying to ask me other questions. You're trying to get asked. You're, you're going over here and you're going over there. You're making up stuff like the lions. And you're forgetting stuff like the serpents. And you can't find me where I'm at. Because I do love. And I am jealous. And I do, I do have power. But only those. We got the two sides fighting for our youth fighting for the first generation the second generation the third generation and no wonder we don't see the gifts of the spirit no wonder we don't see the power of the living God no wonder we don't see it no wonder we don't feel it because it's not there 2 Corinthians 4 7 we have this treasure in earthen vessels the excellency of power may be of God and not of us we're troubled on every side, but not distressed. We're perplexed, confused. Life, people do things and you just, what? Life happens, you what? He said, we're perplexed, but not despaired. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down but not destroyed. I was sitting in the hotel the other day, Friday, praying and didn't know what exactly I was going to. It's trying to, it's kind of hard to <laughs> figure out what's going on. You're going somewhere you don't know and said, God, what do I do? Do I have three, four messages? Because I never know. <laughs> and uh, he goes, and, and, and as I sat there, I just, then all of a sudden, I had my computer. Yes, I'm a millennial. I had my phone. 
my computer, my iPad, and I had like three or four different things open on each one. And I was sitting there, and I was like, God, praying, and all of a sudden, I was ready for church, trying to finish it up. I looked, and the iPad given to me, the computer given to me, the phone given to me, the soup given to me. I even have food in my freezer given to me. And all of a sudden I realized, I'm like, man. I'm asking you and I'm asking you. And sometimes I just need to realize what I have. And I walked into church and he said, don't worry. Don't worry. Stop. Don't try to control it. Don't try to force it out of people. Just, just let me do it. finishing up and I don't know if I've said that I use this one because it never seen anything like it you're in Cuba I just preached a simple Jesus name message (laughs) it was wasn't anything it's just a Jesus name message a bunch of people that never heard about the name of Jesus and as I preached that message it's one of those deals there's a couple times twice that I can where I was preaching and I was down off the platform and I had my eyes closed. And when I opened them, there were people. <laughs> and what I remember is the people, old and young, just, just crying because they heard Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The first time, or for the first time understanding that that's where the power was, that that's where it was. That in all their looking, it was right there. It was right there. And in all of our looking for the perfect church and the perfect music and the perfect preachers and the perfect pastors and the perfect ministers and the perfect saints and the perfect members and the... It's right there. It's right here. And that's why... The disciples couldn't figure it out. They're just like, I mean, just like, just like the Old Testament when the false prophets were shaking and moving and dancing and jumping and doing crazy things, trying to get God and God, and the prophet of God just comes over and he's like, it's not that complicated. It's not that complicated. We complicate it. We complicate our lives. And it's time for me to start living up to the level of the miracle that I'm seeking, that I'm asking, that I'm searching for. And when I start going down that path, then I start looking for a greater miracle, a greater power, a greater anointing, greater authority. All of a sudden, it's going to be more of me, more of my praise, more of my prayer, not, not more of this generation where we're all so busy with work, where it's 1 o'clock, and we're like, well, I was going to fast today, but, you know, I get really angry. And, and I get really hungry and, and I just uh, uh, and, and I just mom and dad and life and where's the answer and we work and we work and we, we live in the most blessed nation in the whole world our blessings blind us When, the, when we become the miracle, he can start working the miracles. 
Last night, I was with a family who I had met previously, whose son came home and met, I don't know if I, I just recently met him, but I've been used to their story because it's so powerful. He's, uh, he's got to be 37, 38, the dad. And uh, he was an alcoholic, construction worker, worked all day, drank in the evening, went back to work. And uh, one day he came home and God had been working on his family. God had been working on his family. He told me, he told me his story. Last time I saw him and he, uh, and I couldn't figure out. I was, I, last, I was in the altar and it had ended and some kid was sitting right next to me. Just really, just like, he wouldn't talk to me, but he was just standing. So finally I turned around, hey, how you doing? He's like, I'm from Irving. And he would say, hi, I'm from Irving. I was like, Texas? Yeah. He just starts crying, just standing there. I was like, where I'll go with this? All of a sudden, his dad comes over and starts talking to me. He said, yeah, we just moved up here. He said, I just got back into church. I, uh, I was living a bad life. And, and I woke up one day, and God was working on me because I came home, and I realized all my kids were teenagers. He said, I've been working, I've been drinking, I've been working, I've been drinking. And I looked at all my kids were teenagers. <laughs> they were about to be gone from my home. He said, and God started working on me, but I didn't give it up. But I was praying about it, but I didn't give it up. He said, but I came home one day, and my 14 or 15-year-old boy was in the basement hanging. He hung himself. And the whole family was around him. I was just like, See it going there. And he uh, started telling me, and he's like, and I just I felt like I wanted to die. <laughs> Where was I? I missed my child's life. And he said, but I'm here. <laughs> he said, but I'm here. But I'm here. And yesterday I went, by, and I didn't, they were brand, when I just saw them a few months ago, they were just getting back into church, and yesterday I was there, and all of a sudden they come in real late at the end of the service. <laughs> and I just see the wife just start running and jumping, and the kids running and jumping, praising God, and just, and, and they brought me, they brought a gift, they bought me, <laughs> they were like, and, and they came in, and he's like, I still hurt. <laughs> I still feel like I failed. I know I failed. But I'm not going to let the devil take the rest of my lives in my home. <laughs> I'm not going to let him take the rest of those lives in my home. And maybe I lost one, but I'm not going to lose the rest. Maybe you lost time. Maybe you lost money. And you get mad at yourself for your decisions. And you get mad at yourself for how it all turned out. But don't let the lies of the devil take you away from your miracle. Don't let the lies of the devil take you away from God. He is the almighty God, the giver and taker of life. He is. And if that guy can walk in and just running and jumping and telling me I failed, I failed then, but I'm not failing now. I can tell you and I to come to this place and find our miracle. What does it take for you to, not you, I mean, wait for us to wake up? What does it take for us to wake up? To stop living, to just live. There's people that breathe and they don't live. They just pass the time. 
Like Goiner said, no one ever says, I wish I started sinning sooner. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are you doing in church? Are you just playing the sides? I, there's times I've preached and I look out, sometimes I see like literally a church like in two sides. On both sides. And I go, it's not supposed to be that way. <laughs> He's not there or there. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? There's culture after culture moving into our area. Language, language people we don't understand, but they, they need right there. They need what's right in the middle. They need that power right there. There's people who need a French service. We need a Filipino service. We need, we need it. They need it. And it's amazing that we are the church of God. Jesus' name we say. Yet Jehovah Witness have more time than we do. Yet Catholics have more money than we do. It's not that they have, they give. So we have the name and that we do but the rest of it it's just lip service the name is just lip service it's just a name and exactly that until the rest of it the foundation of the name the thousands of years that happened without the name so many descriptions of God the Almighty the Savior the Prince of Peace uh, the, you go through the everything that built up to the name until those things reign in our life the name is just lip service but when it rains in our life people do come up and say I'm healed people do come up and say I'm getting baptized people do come up and say I'm gonna serve him so stop talking and start acting. Stop talking and start working. Hallelujah. I declare, why don't we raise our hands right now? We're going to do something. We're gonna... Somebody say Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Remember when you first heard about Jesus? For the first generation, second generation goes I, I know about it <laughs> but remember the first generation when you first heard about Jesus Hallelujah. and when you come Sunday after Sunday and you hear it over and over and you just it is the name above all names <laughs> so I'm going to ask again what are we doing what are you doing what am I doing Look around your room, look around your life and go, oh, is this all, this is everything he's given to me? And when he gave them, I didn't deserve it. We got to learn that it's not over there and it's not over there. His word is clear. What we need to know is there. So many people have the Holy Ghost. Where are the gifts of the Holy Ghost? 
So many people are baptized in Jesus' name. Where's the dedicated life? So many people confess faith, but where's the works? Where's the action? We got to work. We got to feed our families. We got to get, we got to go to school. We got to do those things. We should do those things. But that does not replace him. When you let him replace him, when you let that replace him, you're living. The reason you can't find the spirit of God, you can't feel, you can't move in the spirit, it's because you live for the spirit. You live for those things and those things alone. It's us Spanish, you know, people come to this country and they come to the country and, and, they, and they work and they work and they work and they work and they work. What do they gain? what did you gain you're just filling an empty bag just with a hole in it just it's just pouring out do you ever feel like you're working and you're working and it just falls out it's just you give and you give and it's just not enough what a mighty god we serve because if you stop looking at what's falling out of the bag and you stop looking at what I didn't do and what I should have done and you start looking and you start focusing right now I'll tell you what miracles do happen if we start living to the level of the miracles and right now in Jesus name if healing is needed healing God in Jesus name if freedom is needed and shackles need to be broken and chains need to be broken chains will be broken in Jesus name if callings need to be affirmed if ministries need to be anointed if ministries need to be renewed if salvation needs to be renewed all I gotta say is in Jesus name hallelujah because I'm not giving lip service I say in Jesus name every tongue shall confess every knee shall bow down Why don't we praise and raise your hands right now and let's connect let's connect remember that name that precious name and think about your miracles that you need and start start raising your prayer to the level of those miracles start raising your mindset to the level of those miracles start deciding your life will be the level of those miracles and when you decide <laughs> and when you decide in Jesus name we'll be living testimonies of the name of Jesus let's raise our hands and let's cry out cry out cry out with faith with authority in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name raise your hands and cry out cry out you gotta talk to him like you're talking to your neighbor you gotta talk to him you gotta talk you gotta enunciate you gotta speak if you're not baptized in Jesus name and you've been teeter-tottering around you've been trying to figure out if you're gonna do it let me tell you right now in Jesus name there is no other name if you don't have the Holy Ghost raise your hands right now
and start praising. He knows you're a sinner. He knows you failed. Just start praising. Start praising. It's all about you. gotta break out guys it's gotta break out let it go come on it's gotta break out the spirit's gotta break out it's all about it's not about that's right that's right come on come on a little louder a little stronger a little more faith a little more authority a little more commitment a little more forgiveness a little more letting go said these things cannot happen these things cannot happen without prayer without fasting right now I, I challenge you to start praying these things cannot happen without prayer without fasting so let's take what we have in our hands right now and if you feel the need just take a step of faith and get up here take that step of faith you feel this need to take a step of faith take the step of faith Stop falling into the traps. Stop falling into the lies. They are lies. They are not truth. He is truth. 